0: We do not claim any rights to any audio clips taken from other media used in our podcast.
1: These belong to the studios and creators that made the characters and stories portrayed in the clip, and we have only used these clips for entertainment and reference purposes. Beverly Hills 90210 is rated TV 14. We will not be using explicit language, but many topics discussed in this podcast may not be suitable for children under 14. Hey there, everyone. This is Rebecca. I'm the mom. And I'm her daughter, Hannibal. Spoiler warning. If you haven't actually watched the episode for this week yet, we are going to be discussing important plot points. So if you don't want spoilers, go watch the episode now and then come back and listen to our podcast episode. Yeah, Hannibal does not like spoilers. I really don't. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so ready to get started? Yeah, let's go. Okay. So
0: we watch this on Hulu, as we mention every week. We are not sponsored by Hulu. I wouldn't turn down a sponsorship by Hulu. Yeah, sponsors Hulu. (laughs) (laughs) But we watch our episodes on Hulu. We found that's the only place to stream it. Maybe someday we'll get the DVD version. We can find deleted scenes and such. But at this point, Hulu is our friend. Yeah. Season 1, Episode 4, The First Time. Cheryl... Brandon's old girlfriend from Minneapolis stays with the Walshes for the weekend. A concerned Cindy asks Jim to have a talk with Brandon. Before he gets around to it, Cheryl spends the night in Brandon's room. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I think that's a pretty decent description. That's a
1: pretty good description of the episode.
0: Yeah, it doesn't give away spoilers or make things seem uninteresting to watch. Right. But it tells you enough about that episode to know that. Oh yeah, this is why we have a TV-14 disclaimer at the beginning. This episode is why.
1: And to be fair, the title of the episode is The First Time.
0: Most people watching this probably can figure that one out. Probably can figure that one out. Alright, so we started off the episode, Brandon and Brenda are in the bathroom getting ready for bed, brushing their teeth and such, and... Did you notice how many times Brandon was shirtless He's in this episode? He was shirtless
1: so much in this episode. I swear. Girls probably went crazy I'm when sure. episode four came out. Oh, I sure. Because it was like, it was one thing when like he was at the beach, but then now it's just like casual, no shirt Brandon for oh, like man. half the episode.
0: They knew how to appeal to their audience.
1: They knew what they're doing.
0: Yep. They were, they were, our audience was teenage girls. Well done. They knew what to do. Yeah. I look at that now and I just laugh going, oh, you little boy. He's just a child. (laughs) So young. Anywho, super (laughs) funny conversation they have at the sink when they're brushing their teeth and getting ready. Brandon is freaking out about it's fall and it doesn't feel like fall.
1: Which, terrible.
0: Yeah, I get that. We lived in Arizona. We now live in Montana. We now know what fall is. Fall is great. We are experiencing fall here and it's wonderful. So, yeah, leaves are changing. Oh, yeah. It's pretty great. All the great things about fall. So, I understand where he's coming from, but this one thing that he says just cracked me up. You know what the air quality index was today? But hold it. Doesn't it bother you that there is such a thing as an
2: air quality index? Something that you have to check every morning to find out whether or not it's safe to breathe?
0: (laughs) I find that so funny because I do remember when we lived in Arizona having to check the air quality, because as an asthmatic who has really severe allergies, I suffer pretty severely on those kind of days. Yeah. My breathing does not like air quality warning days. <laughs> and I don't have to do that anymore. It took no. me quite a while of living here before I realized that there is no, no such thing as air quality index See, up by, here. The,
1: by the time I was old enough to, on my own, care about that kind of thing, Never had to worry about it because yeah. Montana has clean air. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I, I feel for Brandon in that moment because he's, oh, yeah. he's suddenly realizing this little Minnesota boy coming into his first California winter.
1: Yeah. And Ugh. they're talking about how they're in the middle of a heat wave in November and it's 90 degrees in November. <sighs> that sounds terrible.
0: I like cold
1: weather. I like the cold.
0: So then the phone rings. look on brenda's face when the phone rings she is terrified because of course she right away tells brandon that she hopes it's not for her because dad gets so mad when she gets calls past 11 and you know that he tells her friends that she's already in bed and it's so embarrassing and then dad walks to the door with the phone and says brandon it's for you it's cheryl He's not mad at all.
1: He's not mad at all, because it's Brandon. What a double standard.
0: Double standard. This whole show, this whole episode is all about double standards, it seems like. Oh, yeah. All right, so he's on the phone with his old Minnesota girlfriend, Cheryl. Oh. Everyone in the house is, is eavesdropping.
1: Or doing their best to eavesdrop. Trying so hard. And just piled up at the doors, listening in. Oh, yeah, and I love the way he just so casually is just like shut the door there and like wave them away there (laughs) like he's he doesn't even pause his conversation but it's like you can tell this has probably happened before even when they were in minnesota and he would talk on the phone with cheryl like where everyone was just like listening in the closest i can think of how that relates to today 30
0: years later because you don't really talk on the phone even as a teenager you didn't no you were not a phone talking girl you were texting no, And I could always tell when I would look over and you'd be sitting on the couch curled up in the corner with your, like, back to the corner so that your phone was not where no one could see the screen and you had this big smile on your face I'm like, who are you texting? <laughs> I could just tell. But at least then you could do it more privately. Yeah. Talking on the phone, that's hard to do privately.
1: Yeah, kids my age, we don't talk on the phone ever. I don't know what it is. I think at some point we all just sort of reached a decision where we're like, we don't like talking on the phone. And so most, like, people my age, even, like, young adults, unless it's, like, we're calling, like, a business or we're calling, like, for a thing. Oh, you guys hate doing that, too. Well, we hate doing that, but that's the only time that we, like, talk on the phone or if our parents call us.
0: Your sister was last week, grown adult now, living on her own needed to make a dentist appointment she called me and i actually talked calls me but beyond me she doesn't talk on the phone right and she's like i need to make an appointment can i do it online i think texting has ruined our ability to communicate
1: well no because in person we still communicate
0: oh whatever i see you guys sitting there even as adults, on your phones, just sending
1: memes back and forth. Right, but we share memes, and then we <laughs> talk about the memes, and then we talk, and then we share thoughts about things. Like, we do that kind of stuff. It's different. It's different. Definitely
0: different. But it's not bad. Yeah, your sister was very excited because she could make her dentist appointment on their website and didn't have to call and talk. dentist t- appointment online? Yeah. I don't have to call then? If you go to the same dentist your sister goes to, yeah. I'll get you their number. Cool. Yeah, she made her appointment online.
1: Ooh, I don't have to talk about that.
0: They, like, emailed her to confirm it. They might have called and left a message she didn't answer because it's your sister.
1: Right. Because you don't answer the phone unless it's someone you know.
0: (laughs) So here we are, 90210. This was before caller ID. This was before, you know, texting. And it was just not a thing. If you wanted to communicate with somebody, you picked up the phone, you dialed their number, you couldn't just press their name or their picture to auto-dial. You had to remember their number or have it written down somewhere. It's mind-blowing. Yeah. What's funny, I can still remember my childhood phone number. Nice. I haven't lived there since I was 16. Huh. That was a fat minute ago.
1: But a I can remember bit.
0: that phone number.
1: Yeah, I... But our phone number when we lived in Phoenix, I can't hardly remember that. I do remember that one because you made me memorize it in case I ever got lost. (laughs) (laughs) I was really worried about you getting lost. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So that's pretty much the end
0: of that night. The next morning, it's at school again. I love how, once again, they're showing that arriving to school, beginning of the episode, all the cars, and they're showing different cars. It's a different scene than they had in previous episodes. Yeah,
1: it's just like the continuation. Yeah. showing that Beverly Hills life kind of stuff.
0: I really like that. I appreciate yeah. that. So Brandon asks Andrea. Now, keep in mind, at this point, he's calling her Andrea at this Andrea. first one. Just saying. Yes. Sorry, still tracking that. Yep. Asks Andrea to get someone to cover the football game for him. She instantly knows it's a girl. Yes. Her reaction to hearing about Cheryl. What do you think
1: of that? Oh, she's jealous. You think so? Yeah. Well, because I think that she's crushing on Brandon pretty hard. Yeah. She's just got her goals in mind, and so she's not really wanting to worry about it, and so she's kind of pushed it to the back of her mind, but it's still there. She's still got this little crush on him. So hearing about the fact that he had a girlfriend and that she's about to be coming to visit him hurts. Yeah, I can imagine. It's that sort of, like, she wants to be able to take that opportunity and see if things could happen with Brandon for her, but at the same time, she's keeping her goals and life in mind, and she's, like, not pursuing it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I agree. Next part we see is the group of girls, Donna, Kelly, and Brenda, mm-hmm. gawking at a teacher.
3: You know what I haven't been able to figure out ever since I've gotten here? How could somebody so gorgeous be an algebra teacher? Hmm. I mean, it's like you should be a lifeguard or a ski instructor or something. Yeah, he should definitely be working outdoors. <laughs> or
2: indoors. Are you ladies joining us, or should we move our seats out into the hall today?
3: No. We're coming.
2: Good. Class would be just empty without you, Brenda. Uh,
0: class would just be empty without you, Brenda.
1: Oh. Uh-huh.
0: So in that scene, do you feel the teacher was being flirty back with him or was he
1: being sarcastic to Um, he was not flirting with her he was just he was doing that teacher thing where he thought that he was trying to be funny but really he's just weird
0: yeah yeah can you understand though why the girls might have thought that or do you think they were being crazy
1: i could understand why the girls might have thought that because it seemed weird to say that But I think he was just trying to be funny. Yeah. And she's just the one who happened to be the spokes girl when he asked them all a question. And she just happened to be the one that spoke. So he talked to her. Yeah,
0: I agree. I think that he does feel like Brenda is a little bit more mature than the other girls. And I mean, that's why he asks her to babysit his kids. So he already has some kind of a connection, but I don't think it's flirty at all. No, it's not flirty at all. Did you have a teacher in your school that all the girls thought was so gorgeous, like this, and they always thought he was flirting even though he wasn't?
1: Um, No one ever thought he was flirting because he made sure to avoid that really well. Yeah, there was definitely a teacher that every single teenage girl at my high school, except for me because gross... But, like, all of the teenage <laughs> girls thought that he was, like, the hottest thing to walk the earth. And I'm like, guys, no. That's really weird.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to think back to my high school years, and maybe I'm just getting so old I can't remember. I remember there being a couple of female teachers that I heard my guy friends saying was so hot. But... We definitely didn't have one of those. No. No, no your school did not. No interesting so then brandon is walking around and literally bumps into david Oof. like physically knocks books everywhere mm-hmm. and then dylan walks by in pj pants
1: yeah he i was very confused about his pants in that scene i just wrote down is dylan in pajamas or are those plaid parachute pants they look like a flannel fabric i'm pretty
0: sure they're pajamas Confidence. He was rocking the pajamas to school thing way back when.
1: Because also, here's the thing, is that, like, regular high school kids do that all the time. Oh, yeah. But he goes to West Beverly High School, which is supposed to be all, like, trendy and
0: fashionable. I don't remember that being done at my school. What, pajama pants? Yeah. I think when you're saying regular, you're talking about in, like, the 2010s and such. Yeah, yeah but in 1990 that wasn't a thing i don't think so weird i don't remember anybody wearing that now parachute pants oh heck
1: to the yes that's why i was like are those plaid parachute pants because i knew that that was like a thing but i wasn't sure i'll have to
0: go back and see but that looked like flannel fabric parachute pants are not flannel fabric right very strange very weird so then david and brandon are trying to gather up all of their stuff that they dropped and this clip is long it's a minute but it's just so funny because because david yeah
2: brandon right yeah david silver steve sanders friend remember yeah sure right yeah yeah he told me about your old girlfriend coming out to visit he did and i know exactly how you feel See, I once went to camp with this girl marla melman what a fox. I mean, she was only twelve. But already she was starting to uh, develop. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> Look, I gotta go. So anyway, we were hot and heavy all summer, but she lived in Pittsburgh. So once camp was over, it was a long distance relationship kind of thing. Kind of like you and, uh, sure. right. So anyway, one day she calls me and says she's going to come out and visit. Well, I was a total wreck. First of all, my skin broke out in the fall. And I never had a pimple before in my life. And second David, of all- David, 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 bottom line this for me, all right? Did you come out? Did you have a good time? What? What happened? Oh, no, she never made it. She got the strep throat. And a week later, she met a guy in ninth grade, and I never talked to her again.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, David. So I find it really funny how every episode, we see David just working a little bit more to just kind of push himself into this group. He has his freshman friend, Scott. Yes, we've seen that. Singular. (laughs) But maybe he just didn't have any other friends before that, or he's just left that whole group and has decided these kids who are a year older than me, I'm going to push into their group.
1: It probably, he probably doesn't have other, like, a group of friends. I think it's just one of those, like, because. Clearly, he and Scott are a couple of nerds. Oh, yeah. They're not just freshmen. They're also nerds. Yes. Because, like, he had the whole camera thing last week, and, like, Scott was designing a club when, like, they're they're geeks for sure. So, yeah,
0: but they're so adorable. They're so
1: adorable. But then definitely, like, David reached high school and decided, I want to be cool, so I'm going to find a friend group and join in with the cool kids but he has no idea how to do that. So he's just pestering them until they're going to reach a point where they're just like, oh, yeah, David's just always here. <laughs> yeah, I think Steve was kind of his,
0: like, his way into his key into the group. Yeah. And then as soon as he wore down Steve, he's like, that's it, I'm in. I'm in now. And he just, so obviously Steve is telling him stuff. Yeah. So he and Steve are close enough that Steve has told him about Cheryl coming. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh. They go shopping
1: together. Right?
0: (laughs) So it's just really interesting to me, the mindset of this young man who's just trying so hard as he's growing up. Oh, yeah. That he wants to be not just Steve Sanders' friend, but friends with all of Steve Sanders' friends. Yes. I find that really funny. It's just so cute. So we're back to the house again, and Cheryl has arrived. She came early, which surprise, Brandon. Now, we've flown before. Mm-hmm. Was it that easy to just change your flight? Because she came, like, hours and hours early. Well, this is
1: pre-9-11. Obviously. So, airports were much more lax
0: yeah, from what I've
1: read, and, like, were. from what I've seen in movies and stuff. Like, it was so chill, but, like, my entire life, I've only ever known airports to be, like, this very, like, strict, in-the-lines... Yeah do your thing kind of first few times I flew was before Mm 9-11 I do
0: remember it was was very relaxed you could go you know person taking you to the airport could go all the way to the gate and you could stand there and watch the planes leave you didn't have to have a boarding pass to get past security there really wasn't hard you didn't
1: have to have a boarding pass to get past security
0: no you could just go all the way to the gate they didn't look at your boarding pass until you got to the gate that's insane right yeah it was very relaxed but i still don't it's not like you could go on your phone and change your flight time there still were only so many flights so it kind of at this point it should have been a red flag in my opinion when they get there and she took an earlier flight mm. that's odd that's weird cheryl is sleeping in brenda's room that night with her supposedly.
1: Supposedly.
0: But Brandon stops her as she's getting out of the shower. She's wrapped in a towel and says, wait 45 minutes and sneak into my room. My parents sleep like they're dead. And then we see this scene where Cheryl is lying in the bed in Brenda's room. Awake but watching the clock. Brenda is passed out asleep. Brandon is in his room awake watching the clock. Then we go to the parents room. Dad is passed Passed out. out. (laughs) <laughs> mom is laying their eyes wide open wide awake <laughs> awake
1: that so. was so funny this little sequence just seeing that like she is on edge mm-hmm. but like again that double standard dad is like eh whatever it's brandon boys if it was, will be boys
0: if it was brenda who had an quote-unquote old friend from you know back home staying the, the night boy. there a boy a boy he would have been probably sleeping outside of her bedroom door to yeah. make sure no one crossed the line. But with Brandon's, like, eh, it's, it's a boy. Such a thing about the 90s especially was such a double standard of what was okay and acceptable for guys, what was okay and acceptable for girls.
1: Yeah, that's still the case a lot today. It is. But it's gotten better.
0: So fast forward here to 2020, and as most of the world experienced... There was at-home orders and
1: quarantines and all that. in case you haven't seen the news, there's kind of a thing happening right now.
0: (laughs) I think it's called, oh, I don't know, a worldwide (laughs) pandemic.
1: (laughs) Yes. So
0: at the beginning of this, when here in Montana, back in March, April, uh, April, May, I guess it was. Yeah. And we had, you know, everything was shut down, quarantines, people weren't really, nothing was open, nothing was, Mm -hmm. nobody was going anywhere. This was before you were married. And you had moved back here to that house. Right. And your husband was working multiple jobs and was staying in his house. Well, at the time, he wasn't your husband. I know. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Your sister was still here. She hadn't moved away to college yet. And her boyfriend, who was living on his own, but then was suddenly having work issues and couldn't afford... Like groceries. Yeah. Yeah. Out of kindness, because I really do love the boy. He's he's family. He's a good he's a, kid. He's a great kid. He moved in here. Yeah. I remember those first few nights, because he was here for like two months, mm-hmm. that just, I trusted him, I trusted her, but it was still that terrifying feeling, just like Mrs. Walsh was feeling here. Oh, yeah. Like, listening to Megan here hear a door.
1: anything. And, and then w- later, when... She- Cheryl does end up sneaking into Brandon's room. And they, like, as they, she opened the door, like, you could see they showed Cindy and her eyes just popping open mm-hmm. with that just, like, mom sense of just, like, something's happening. My oh, children yeah. are disobeying.
0: We know. Moms know things. Yes, moms know things. So the next morning after Brandon and Cheryl do it... Hmm. The first time. The first day. Well, as we find out later, the first time for him, but not I, for her.
1: Even when I was watching the episode for the first time, when I watched it through, something about, like, when, like, the next morning, and he was just, like, in such a good mood. Making so, fresh-squeezed orange juice. Jamming out to some music. And dancing just, around the kitchen. And, like, everybody figured it out, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, but Cheryl was just kind of like, eh, whatever. Let's move on with our day. I knew at that point that even though they hadn't said it yet, I was like, that wasn't her first time. Yeah.
0: I think he thought that she was also waiting. So it took him by surprise later on. Later. We'll get to that point. Yes. So then they asked what they're going to do today, what their plans are. And of course, like any Minnesota kid apparently going to Beverly Hills, I want to see movie stars. Oh, yeah. She wanted to really experience the most touristy aspect of everything. Oh, yeah. So they're driving around town, and there's this montage of them driving through Beverly Hills and showing her fancy houses, and she's leaning out the window with that old 35 millimeter point-and-shoot camera. Yeah. Those pictures had to have
1: been were so, so blurry.
0: blurry. Oh, poor thing. Oh, my goodness. So then they end up at the Bellage Hotel so that they can eat and so she can meet Dylan. Yes. Because, of course, to Brandon, his mindset is, this is a really good friend of mine. and She
1: wants to meet my friends.
0: Yeah. He's thinking, like, she's important to me, he's important to me, they need to meet each other. Right. And she's just
1: thinking... Which also shows how much he's gotten attached to Dylan as a friend. For sure.
0: For sure. But she's just thinking... Are there going to be any stars there? She asks the waitress,
1: do any movie stars eat here? She's like, you'll be the first one then to know.
0: And that was really cute. The waitress was was really nice. Oh, yeah. That's such
1: a common question Mm -hmm. when you work in an area that's populated by mostly tourists. I'm sure every waitress who works at a restaurant in Beverly Hills or anywhere in L.A. has had at least seven tourists (laughs) that ask, do any movie stars come here? Yeah. Are any here right now? And so they're so used to that question that they just have their little tagline of, like, you'll be the first one to know. Yeah. Just, so she was really sweet about yeah. it, too. I liked that.
0: So then they're sitting there um, waiting for Dylan, mm-hmm. and this is when Dylan walks up.
2: I thought I asked for a no-kissing section.
0: <laughs> I thought that was just so funny. Such just a like, Dylan fun moment.
1: It's also It's just such a cute, like, friendly... Teasing thing to do, yeah. like when you walk up on your best bud making out with his his, <laughs> his, girlfriend, his girlfriend at the table. He, at the table. Yeah, that was that was such a funny thing.
0: Oh and yeah. You could just see the look on Dylan's face. He was he was ex- grinning. He's like, yeah. He was proud of his buddy. He's exactly. like, you have a girl here. Just like happy for him. Yeah, he's was he was very really happy cute. for him. It was very cute. But then when Brandon excuses himself to go to the washroom there is this night and
1: day change oh my goodness in cheryl it was really jarring for me when i watched the episode yeah. to have her go from this like fun bubbly kind of minnesota gal who's just really excited because it's beverly hills to suddenly this just like completely different person
0: it's almost like she had sharp edges suddenly
1: yeah it's almost like she just suddenly went to this mode where she was just kind of like i don't really care about being here i'm not going to she was, now that Brandon wasn't there, she was no longer going to fake it.
2: So, you guys are uh, pretty tight, huh?
3: Who?
0: You
2: and Brandon.
3: We were, but he's out here where it's like paradise, and I'm still back there. For the only reason people wear sunglasses this time of year is they don't go snowblind. So I guess life goes on, right?
2: Yeah. But, well, to hear Brandon tell it, you guys... Well, I wouldn't
1: know. I'm not around to hear it. So I knew that she was not no longer faking it and that she was not as happy to be there visiting Brandon as she made it seem like when Dylan asks, "So you guys are pretty tight." Who? And she goes, "Who?" I'm oh. like, "Maybe the guy you're here visiting? Maybe the guy you were just making out with?" Like, "Really? Who?" And I think that's when also Dylan probably figured out, Mm -hmm. oh, she is not telling my buddy the whole truth.
0: Yeah, you can see the look on Dylan's face as the camera's going back and forth between the two of them in that Mm -hmm. conversation we just listened to. And you can just see it registering on him, like, you're not who you make it out to be. You're You're not who my buddy thinks you are. You're gonna hurt him. Yeah. Then we head back to the Walsh house. And once again, we have Cindy just pestering poor Jim. Poor Jim. You need to go talk to him. Go talk, go him. talk to Tide him. Go talk to again. We cannot have that happen again. But again, it's such a double standard. He's because like, I'll get around to it. It's the day after. Everyone knows that she spent the night. In his room last night. If that was the other way around, Dad would be freaking the crap
1: out. Yeah. But with it's Brandon, he's just like, eh. Yeah. He has such a double standard, and it's so noticeable also because it's not like it's like the older sibling and the younger sibling. No, they're twins. They're twins. Yeah. It's just because boy versus girl. Yep
0: yep but dad doesn't have a chance to talk to them because dylan pulls up and they have to get going when they walk outside and she sees dylan's car no don't get me wrong dylan's car is pretty amazing it is a beautiful car it's a beautiful car yeah your husband would drool on that car Yes. Maybe not literally, but he still would. But when Cheryl shows that she's more interested in surface things because she wants to ride in Dylan's car, she doesn't care about spending time with Brandon. I think red flags start going off for Brandon at that point.
1: And that's when he started his mood started changing. Yes, for he completely not completely, but he started turning turning things around and he started being much more angry for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Just in general, just that kind of betrayed feeling
0: justifiably to a point. I can understand why he was feeling that way. Yes. So let's go to the B storyline a little bit. Brenda is now at her teacher's house to babysit his his kids. kids. His wife was very strange. So when they first arrived, not only were the kids being excessively bratty and taking her purse and dumping it out and clinging to her legs. If that was me as the parent, oh, Oh my goodness, you girls would have been put in your place. You do not treat people this way. No. But they just didn't seem to care. You could tell he kind of cared, but he knew that it was a losing battle. Yeah. Because his wife wears pants. Because his wife doesn't care. Speaking of pants, his wife tells him to go change his jacket. His jacket because he just can't wear that. When he asks why, she says, well, because you can't wear. You're wearing wearing two of the same... Two different shades of the same color. He was wearing a navy blue jacket, like a really dark navy blue jacket, and tan pants. Where was the two shades? He changes into navy blue jacket and dark colored pants. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I thought that was very... uh, The the writing on that one just didn't match what actually... It's happened. more like it's
1: I think there was probably just miscommunication between the costume department and yeah. like it should the have been, been the other way around.
0: Yeah. So I just had noticed that one. It's it's not usually me that notices goofs, so I was really excited to have found that one. Very nice, Jim. Didn't know if you'd seen that. Yeah. So back to the A storyline. Dylan and Cheryl get to the club obviously before Brandon, because he had to drop Brenda off to babysit. Yes. But when Brandon gets there, he doesn't even try to give his name to the bouncer. He just says my friend is in there yeah and just like pushes his way past you could tell he's he's just mad he's on a mission and he squeezes his way into there he's already steaming and dylan and cheryl are dancing yeah they were dancing rather closely obviously
1: right Because, probably because Dylan straight was like not wanting to lose Cheryl in a crowd of people because one, it's a girl he doesn't know. Two, it's his friend's girl. So he probably just straight didn't want to lose her. And so he was dancing close enough that. And she was all over that. Yeah.
0: But when he comes in, Brandon comes in, he's just so upset. And when he and Dylan start arguing, Cheryl goes to the bar again. Because apparently once you get into this club, they don't ID you. And since Dylan knows the people, they could get in and drink underage. So she's already had a couple of drinks from the sound of it. Yeah. And then Brandon punches Dylan. Oof. Now, this to me told a lot about Dylan's mindset and their friendship. Yeah.
2: You better figure out who your friends are.
0: After he gets punched in the face and stands up, Dylan doesn't swing back. Dylan doesn't get mad
1: at the fact that he punched him. No. He's just like, you better figure out who your friends are. Like, you need to figure yourself out, buddy. Yeah. Because also, I think it's just that Brandon wasn't ready to face the fact that he wasn't really mad at Dylan. Yeah. And that Dylan wasn't the one he should be mad at. That it was really Cheryl. Yeah. He wasn't ready to face that yet.
0: No. But Dylan knew that. But he Dylan knew. knew. He knew that's why.
1: And that's why he was just fully, like, figure it out and come back to me. Yeah. So then Brandon
0: and Cheryl are arguing at the bar, and she reveals that she has had sex before. Mm -hmm. He is not her first. And she storms out. Brandon then breaks that glass full of her drink and just, like, slaps it across, and glass goes breaking everywhere at the bar. And then storms out. Yeah. It makes me wonder, from a realistic point of view, did Dylan have to pay to fix all that or do they just go oh well another broken glass probably just another broken glass
1: interesting because also they i mean they didn't actually know that that was dylan's friend true true they yeah they didn't no Brandon Brandon hadn't paid for it Brandon hadn't even come to the bar yet he'd Hmm. been there for like not even five minutes yeah no it seemed like and so it's very likely that then when he storms out it was basically just kind of like I don't know some dude came in here argued with his girl and broke a glass we couldn't find him
0: yeah true because then Cheryl takes off out the door and catches a cab by the time Brandon gets out there he can't seem to catch up with her Mm -hmm. and she's she's just gone in the cab. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much where it leaves us at story A for a little bit. And we head back to the B-Line story. Well, Hannibal, I think this is a good time for us to take a little break. We'll be right back. All
1: right, we're back.
0: Kelly and Donna show up to the house where Brenda is babysitting. Which,
1: how did they get the address? I'm sure they asked her. Right, but at the same time, then Brenda seems like, you guys shouldn't be here. But it's like, then don't give them the address. You know,
0: there's something I'm just realizing that you probably haven't experienced. There was this thing called a phone book back in the day. Well, I know what a phone book is. everyone was listed in. Everyone, because you didn't have cell phones. It was all landlines. And so you could just look somebody up by first and last name. It has their address right there, too. It does? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Phone books would actually list last name, comma, first name, address, phone number.
1: Weird. Yeah. I did not know that they'd have addresses in there.
0: Yep. So the girls are there, and I think poor Brenda just throws her hands in the air like, whatever, just...
1: Whatever. It is what it is. Because also she's probably like, I'm never baby for sitting for these people again. Absolutely. Kinda got that I don't really care what happens. Yeah.
0: So she already knows she doesn't want to babysit for those kids again. They're complete brats. They're terrible. They're terrors. Those children are terrors. Awful. But then Kelly goes through the teacher's underwear drawer. Okay, first of all, why is she going through his drawers? That's just creepy weird. But then why was his photo album?
1: Why was their photo album in their underwear drawer? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. And then, like, when they get home, they're like, where did you find that? Like, they intentionally keep it in the underwear drawer, and so they knew, like, you went into our underwear drawer? And then if the teacher knew. You know, and so he
0: covered for them. Oh, they must have just found it laying around. What kind of pictures are in this album that they keep it hidden in their underwear drawer? But then the girls weren't acting like it was private pictures.
1: No, and it didn't seem like it was a couple's photo album. It was like his pictures from when... He was younger.
0: Before they got married. Yeah, yeah. I I was really weirded out by that whole scene. Yeah. But then it made me think about all the times I had people over to babysit you girls. And I'm like, oh no, did they go through our stuff? Were there people weird like that? Hopefully we had more trustworthy babysitters. I I think
1: we had some pretty trustworthy babysitters. I don't think they went through stuff like that. Okay, good. At most, they probably went, like, to the bookshelf where you actually kept all the photo albums and maybe...
0: Yeah, why would I hide a photo album in under
1: our drawer? Yeah, that seems weird. Anywho. Anywho.
0: So after their lovely invasion of privacy, and then the teacher and his wife get home, Kelly drives Brenda home, and Brenda catches her mom going through her room when she gets home. It was that moment where you could just
1: see Brenda's like, what are you doing going through my room? Not because she's hiding anything, but because it's just that, like, shock. Why are you in my space?
0: Yes, for sure. But then we find out that Cheryl's mother had called and said that she ran away. She's been missing for three days.
1: Yeah, that's when I was like, oh, this is a much more serious situation then. This explains
0: more why her flight changed. She probably didn't actually have a specific flight yet. She was just going to catch the first flight she could that day. Yeah. Then we head back over to Brandon's storyline and he shows up at Dylan's hotel. I don't know if he knew that Cheryl would be there if she took a cab there, Or if he was just going to see his friend to be like, help me, what's going on? She's disappeared.
1: I think that's probably more what it was. Yeah. Because when he showed up, he wasn't mad. Yeah. And he was just like, just that moment where he's like, I need my friend. I need to find her and I need help. And so he went to Dylan because Dylan's a pretty resourceful guy. Yeah. And then Dylan goes, I know. And that's when Brandon suddenly goes she's she's here. here and that's when he goes back to his you know angry mode again
0: but i don't think at that moment he was angry at dylan no i think he was very quickly turning his anger towards cheryl understandably so
1: understandably so
0: so then cheryl is in there puking away i thought it was really sweet when dylan leaves to give them some privacy
1: yeah he and just... tells them go
0: ahead if you guys need anything extra towels you know room service whatever just call down there They'll take care of you.
1: Yeah. He just straight up leaves his room, which is essentially his house. Yeah. And he just leaves Brandon and Cheryl in there to just fight it out. And is just like, have at it. Take Dylan's the space. such a good guy. He's such a good guy.
0: I know it's only his, what, third episode with us now? And everyone else, we've had four episodes. So it's still the beginning of the series. Mm-hmm. But they're doing such a good job, I think, of laying this foundation of characters.
1: Yeah. They do a great job at that.
0: Yeah
2: so you want to tell me what this is all about you getting drunk running out of the club
3: you think you know everything about me don't you that the way i am around you is the way i am in the rest of my life
2: what are you talking about
3: all you ever thought about when you moved was how tough it was going to be on you that you'd be in a strange city and have to make new friends i thought you'd miss me
2: i did i do
3: no brandon not like i missed you You've got a new life. You have new friends. I'm stuck with the same old problems and the same old people.
2: And what problems did you ever have?
3: How about a stepfather I hate and a mother that defends him and a father that never calls me, not even on my birthday?
2: I didn't realize things were so bad.
3: Because I didn't want to put my problems on you.
2: Cheryl. I could have handled it.
3: Well, I couldn't, Brandon. When we were together with your family, I felt safe. I didn't have to think about things. So you got me sweet and up and always happy and ready for a good time.
2: But you didn't have to be that way.
3: I liked myself that way. When you moved, Brandon, it's like the whole world caved in on me. I couldn't be that way
0: anymore. Mm. Uh. So that clip, at the beginning of it, I was so mad at her. And the feelings I was feeling was so conflicted from the beginning of the clip to the end of the clip. Yeah. The beginning of it... uh, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So... (laughs) My little dog decided... uh, It's it's cold out, (laughs) and he's an old man dachshund. He wanted to come back in our podcast room with us so that he could be snuggled up. He decided to come into Hannibal's lap during that clip. So if you hear jingling of his collar or whatnot, <laughs> sorry, he's a little sorry. closer to the mic than he normally is. <laughs> but he's adorable. He's we'll, so cute. We'll share a picture of Buster on um, our blog this week. He's a cute little fella. He's sniffing the microphone now. <laughs> Buddy, that's my orange. You can't have it. My emotions went through a big roller coaster during that one clip. Yeah. At the beginning of the clip, I was just so mad at her. Why wouldn't you tell him? This is... You guys were together for a year. He should know these things about you. Right. But by the end of the clip, when we started understanding why, that when she was around his family... That she felt safe. Yeah. And she didn't want to... Not that she didn't want to tell him, she didn't want to even...
1: Deal with it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: She wanted to pretend like that part of her wasn't true because she felt so happy and so safe around his family.
1: Yeah. So I thought that was really... That was really deep. So deep. So deep. Yeah. And the fact that Brandon's immediate reaction after all of that and after, like, he's been pissed at her and mad at her, but then he just picks up the phone Oh, and gosh. she's got this, like, oh, yeah, no. what are you We're doing? Gonna Who are going to call it. And he's like, we need ice cream. We need lots of ice cream. We don't see if they, like, talk it out, oh. if, you then know, the, what happens. the camera scene changes to the Walsh exactly. house, and what do we see? We see the Walsh eating ice cream. Yeah. It must just be the Walsh's reaction to any sort of problems is like, we need ice cream now. Which, I can relate. Our family is a big fan of ice cream.
0: Right? Think of it. Yeah. When... Whenever you had, back in the day, when you were, you know, a young teenager, and you would have a friend fight or a breakup with a boy, what did we do? Ice cream. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. we'd go to a local froyo place, and we'd get us some froyo and sit and talk it out. Sometimes we'd go home and we'd scoop up ice cream. McDonald's ice cream sundays.
1: Yep. McDonald's ice cream sundays.
0: That was always the big thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, even when we were little and we were still in
1: Arizona. When it was something that I was sad about we would have, we would get ice cream.
0: Yep. I could call your dad at work when I, because he was working later than you girls got home from school, obviously. Yeah. And I could just call and tell him kids had a really hard day, you know, something happened, blah, 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 whatever it was.
1: And he would come home with that little, like the four drink <laughs> carrier tray yes. with those little hot fudge Sunday ice creams with the little peanuts on top. And oh my gosh, it was such, so good.
0: Such nostalgic memories. Oh, yeah. So ice cream, it heals things.
1: It does. Yeah. Yeah. Grandma B knows what she's talking about. Yeah.
0: So Hannibal's great-grandma
1: mm-hmm.
0: is in her 90s now. Yep. But she has claimed many times that the reason
1: she has lived so long is because she has ice
0: cream every day. Yes,
1: and she does. Yeah. She has a small, a small these days, small bowl of ice cream every single day.
0: We took her on vacation with us to Canada back in 2011, I think it was. I think. I was so sick of ice cream by the end of it. We had ice cream
1: three times in one day, one of the time, one of the days we were there. Yes, we we ate ice cream (laughs) one to three times every single day on that
0: vacation. Oh, yeah. You kids
1: loved it. It was great. I definitely thought of Grandma B when I was watching this episode, (laughs) and I, like, Brandon was talking about ice cream, and then they, like, cut back to the Walsh house, and they're eating ice cream, and I was just like, that's such a, like, it reminded me of Grandma B and how she always talks about ice cream.
0: Yeah. So, Cheryl and Brandon say goodbye and Cheryl is having to go back and face reality. Face her mom and her stepdad that she ran away. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think she's in another episode again. I think that's her only episode. Probably. But then Brandon and his dad are playing basketball out front. Yeah. I have a couple things to say about this. One, I think it's so adorable that he and his dad in this Beverly Hills neighborhood still hung up their old basketball hoop yes. and are out there just playing basketball. Probably yeah. something you don't see in a lot of those...
1: Probably not. Yeah, no.
0: Driveway basketball hoop. But the second thing I would like to state about this, Jim Walsh should not wear tank tops.
1: No, please don't wear tank tops, sir. Please do not. He's a disgustingly hairy man. <laughs> <laughs> the the not good kind of dad bod. Yeah. The very much.
0: <laughs> oh my god It looked god. like he was
1: wearing a sweater
0: <laughs> under his tank top. <laughs> i
1: was disgusted oh my god see i wasn't paying attention to that because i was listening to their little conversation and yeah. this little like confusing dad talk that like Ugh. no teenage boy has ever understood their father when he tries to <laughs> casually <laughs> enter one of these kind of conversations yeah no teenage boy has ever understood that it's no. always just that confusion of like what are you talking about dad
0: yeah yeah pretty funny so i do like the fact that they show a really good father-son relationship in this point
1: mm-hmm.
0: he still he he figures out how to get around to what he's saying
1: yes eventually
0: it takes him a while because he's uncomfortable and unsure of how to say it mm-hmm.
3: every relationship is special brandon you need to act responsibly
2: Are you talking about sex actually I'm talking about love why is there something that you need to ask me about sex? <clears throat> dad we had this conversation when I was 10 is there anything new since then well I don't know you tell me just tell mom we were careful okay <laughs>
1: He knows about <laughs> me. He's like, Mom told dad to talk to me. I'll just give him what I know mom needs to hear. Yes. I thought that was really funny. Buster's requesting pets from you.
0: Hi, buddy. He just sniffed out at your hand. Oh, aunt. I love my puppy. My little old man dog. <laughs> Big fatso. Okay, dachshunds are not known to be skinny and when they get
1: old. No.
0: Yeah. So he's a 10-year-old miniature dachshund. He's not miniature. <laughs> he's not miniature He's no longer anymore. miniature. Poor little fella. You. He's so cute. And you. We'll definitely have to share a cute picture of him.
1: So that's the episode. That's the whole thing. What that's were your not- thoughts on this episode, Hannibal? I... I loved this episode because yep. it we got to see a different side of Brandon than we've seen so far. We've only seen so far this, like, good boy, this upstanding citizen kind of person. Almost like a Boy Scout. Kind boy, of, yeah, very yeah. Boy Scout, very just put together. He's got his life in order, but he's friends with the people who don't have their life together. But this is the first time that we kind of see Brandon fall apart a yeah. little bit. Yeah, it really And ends. I actually really enjoyed seeing that side of him, because I think it humanized him a little bit. It did. Yeah.
0: It really did. You're right. Yeah. And it was nice, because obviously, throughout the series, Brandon is not always the perfect young man. Oh, I'm sure. He makes plenty of mistakes down the road. I'm sure. Some rather large mistakes down the road. <laughs> but it is nice to see, because we just saw last episode where Brenda was making these really poor decisions and Brandon was the, you know, it was, it was like the fallen from grace child and the good good child. And now it's nice to see it kind of flip-flopped. that. Yeah. Brenda is the, the good kid who is babysitting for her teacher and doing nice things and really has nothing bad happen. Yeah, no. And then Brandon is kind of fallen from grace a little bit. Yeah. Brenda doesn't do a whole lot in this episode. Nope, she doesn't. This is mostly a Brandon-centered episode. On IMDb, which is where we pretty much track all of our ratings. I know there's other places online, but this is where we're leaning to. The lowest rated episode of the season is a 5.9. The highest rated episode is a 7.4. Fortunately, this is neither one of those. It's not the highest. It's not the lowest. We're right Mm -hmm. there in the middle. The first time gets a 6.8 out of 227 votes on IMDb. Okay. So right around middle high. You know, it's not super low. All right, Hannibal. What do you give this episode?
1: I'm going to give this one a solid 7.5 peaches out of nice. 10. Because I really enjoyed this episode, and like I said, we got to see a different side of a couple of our characters, and I really appreciated that. And we got some cool character development from Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. It was really cool.
0: I actually liked it a little bit more than you did, I guess. Really? I'm going to be generous. I'm giving this one an 8.0. Ooh. For me, solid eight peaches. a solid 8 peaches. Yeah. Nice. I really think that they did a great job of character development. Mm -hmm. It's no longer just the the last few episodes we've seen some very whiny Brenda. Mm -hmm. And Brandon is this angelic child and Brenda was the bad child. Yeah. It was just really nice to see some character development showing that Brandon isn't perfect, but also not shedding negative light on Brenda the whole time. Yeah, I
1: appreciate that.
0: I think it... They did a, such a good job of building up Dylan's character and showing, showing who he really is as the as at the character core. progresses and who yes. he is as core.
1: We rank a lot higher than most of the people who watch these episodes do. We do, but I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with
0: that. I struggle. I, mean, I have to really hate, 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 hate an episode to give a like less than six. Less than six. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like I go on a 6 to 10 rating scale mm-hmm. and most it's even though it's actually a 0 to 10.
1: Oops. <laughs> it's all good.
0: So if I rank an episode below a 6, you know that was a it's horrible be a episode. Bad episode. I will never watch that one again. It's horrible, horrible, horrible. Yeah. Even last week when I did not like that episode and I had to really struggle to find things about it that I liked,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we still gave it a 7.0. Yeah. So, interesting. 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 Miss Hannibal, do you have any fun facts for us this week? No real fun
1: facts. Just the standard, the air dates and everything. Okay. Those are fun. Yeah. Those can be fun. Yeah. Yeah. This episode aired October 25th, 1990, and the writer for this episode... Wait a second. October 25th? You mean we're still staying on schedule? We are still staying on schedule.
0: Because this episode is releasing
1: October 26th. That's pretty darn close. That's awesome. Anywho, sorry, Darren. Anywho, continue. That's (laughs) alright. The writer for this episode is actually the creator, Darren Starr. So that could explain why we got some fun stuff from Brandon, is because I'm gonna guess that every author, whether it's for a TV show or for a book or whatever it is, there's always one character that every creator or author kind of deems as their, like, who represents them in a story. Yeah. And I feel like, Brandon is probably the author insert
0: here. I think it's... A mixture of Brandon and Dylan,
1: probably a mixture of Brandon and Dylan, because
0: they both shined a lot this episode and had mm-hmm. a lot and of character. There's growth.
1: probably elements in like all of them, but probably. there's probably one specifically that I'm not sure which one it is. We'll probably figure that out down the road more. Yeah, but Darren Starr wrote this episode, and he's the creator of these characters and this show. So it's really cool to see that. Like, that's probably why we enjoyed him more is because yeah. it's more that that pure vision from what he created it as.
0: For sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay, let's have a little teaser clip from next week. This one (laughs) cracks me up for so many reasons. We'll discuss next week, but ugh, so funny.
3: Callie! So, Brenda. So, late. So, new. Uh, So, cute. (laughs) So,
1: thanks. So, bye! Bye. Bye.
2: Bye you. Did you hear her say bye ye?
1: Face it, Walsh. Your sister's gone total Beverly Hills. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> bye
2: ye.
3: Yeah, well, uh, good bye ye.
0: Parting is such sweet sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We won't we'll... say bye ye, but we will say we'll catch you guys next week on Back to Back the, the Beach Pit. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. Your reviews help us a lot. You can find all of our contact info and social media info at our blog site, backtothepeachpit.weebly.com. We look forward to hearing your thoughts on this week's
1: episode. Thanks to Pixabay.com for their royalty-free music, where we found our theme song by the Caffeine Creek Band.